0: Welcome to the Draw Shop's Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hello, hello. Welcome to another Get Genius episode. Today, I'm talking with Michael DeVellano, and we are going to be talking about how you can automate your business in many ways, ways that you might not even be thinking about. We're going to talk about the importance of having some automation so that you can actually be doing, putting your attention in other areas that will bring in more dollars for you and uh, create less tasks for you. We'll talk about the four main areas of business that you can automate that you might not know about. We're going to talk about communication, how to really personalize that, even if you are using automation with that, Um, automating your sales process, um, just so many, so many different aspects. I love this kind of stuff because whenever I can eliminate other tasks and have it taken care of in a really effective way, it just allows me to the other things that I love that I am much better at. So I'll tell you a little bit about Michael. He's a uh, senior cloud and app consultant and the founder of Cloud Advisory, LLC, and the acclaimed author of Automate and Grow, which is a blueprint an actual blueprint for startups, small and medium businesses to automate marketing, sales, and customer support, all three, which are hugely important, as you know, as an entrepreneur. Um, Michael started working on custom mobile and Salesforce projects in 2010, and he was ranked in the top five at the Salesforce AppQuest developer competition with portable intelligence. Pretty impressive. He's the lead. He has the lead. Um, sorry, he has led the strategy, design, and development of over 100 mobile, Salesforce, and digital or marketing automation projects. So I think he's pretty much the genius on how to get these uh, automations in effect. He's awesome. Um, so he's he does all kinds of of really cool, innovative things that I hadn't thought about myself. And you get to hear us geek out on all this kind of stuff. He's worked with large companies um, and just really changed the way a lot of people operate their business. And if you think about it, which we talk about, the more that you can do that the more you can scale because in in today's world, if you're doing it the old school way, you're going to realize that you're losing out on a lot of potential business. So um, it's super important. You've already seen it with a lot of big companies that have gone down because they didn't want to implement new technologies or ways to automate their business and and grow. So um, all of that, it's a really cool talk and interview and... Take notes. If you don't want to take notes, it's all in the show notes. It's going to be on our blog post. Everything about Michael that you want to learn, we will have links to that. And I believe we have some free stuff for you too. So make sure you listen. Hey, Michael, and welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on here today.
1: Thank you. I'm excited. This is uh, going to be a fun time.
0: Yes, it's going to be super fun. I'm thinking I'm going to learn about a lot of things that I've, I love This stuff. I love being able to like automate things so that you can do the other things that you're awesome at. And it's so crazy how much that's developed in, in the past years. Like, it's really crazy what you can do now.
1: (laughs) There's so many things that we're, we're able to at least not just, you know, imagine are possible in the past that would be a massive software project, but I think there's now lots of tools and things that are realistic for even one person to kind of automate their day or automate processes that normally be really painful and manual. So,
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about all that fun stuff today. Um, I'm always like to lead in with how, how this started, you know, how did you create this business, write your book? Like what, what spun you off into this life of an entrepreneur?
1: Oh yeah. So I, I've already, I've always kind of, um, had an entrepreneurial bent. I worked for a company for about, uh, seven years, probably about 10 years I was employed by others. Yeah. And I was probably a really bad employee. Um,
0: you know. <laughs> Entrepreneurs <laughs> always are bad employees. <laughs> Terrible.
1: Um, I'm sure people would attest to that. I'm sure I provided much entertainment and then pain at the same time. So, <laughs> um, I uh, Probably around um, 2010, I had been packaged out of a company that um, I was in the wireless space and really in kind of... Um, what's now known as IoT and then data in those days. And I think what changed for me was, um, you know, the iPhone came out, and that really simplified things, whereas before we were doing really complex things to make wireless data and computers and software all work together. Suddenly this little, you know, this smartphone comes out, and it just totally changed the game for me. So uh, I went out and started um, what was then called iWork Digital and is now called Cloud Advisory. And iWork Digital, what I was doing was I was building everyone else's products. I was building everyone's kind of custom mobile app and platform. And um, I did that for about five years under the iWork Digital banner. And then uh, while I was doing that, the first big project I actually got was um, something called Portable Intelligence. And that became a business. And we won top five at Salesforce's developer competition in 2010. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that, that opened my eyes to that platform as well. So I think what, what happened over time was I kept getting these Salesforce uh, custom development projects. And Salesforce is really, I think, a revolutionary platform where it's given businesses the power to automate, to you know identify repetitive things that you want to get off of people's plate and then free them up to do other things. And that really gives, um, you know, developers and businesses that a tool set, like a platform that they can do that with realistically. Like it's like every day you can think about, Hey, this needs to be automated and you have a way to do it without it being a massive project. So
0: right. Right. So
1: I, I eventually kind of floated into that world really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so. What are like, what are the parts of, of business that can be automated? Because there's some things I think, you know, a lot of people know that, okay, we can automate emails, you know, in terms of what we're sending out. But there's, I think there's so many other areas that people don't even realize they can, like, even we were talking about this just before we started the interview with, with my podcast. There's so many there's so many pieces that are automated in this whole deal that it's crazy. All I really do is show up and have a conversation with these awesome entrepreneurs. And then that's it. Everything else is automated you know, there's, there's Zapier, there's things that trigger a card so that this editor knows to do this. And then this person knows to, you know, um, create an intro and this person knows where to upload it. And, you know, all these things that are just like happening and I'm really not having to do any of it, which is super awesome. (laughs) But what other parts of business
1: can people automate? So, um, you know, I wrote the book Automate and Grow really around kind of four parts of your business. One is your product. So I think regardless of what industry or business you're in, um, the number one job of entrepreneurs right now is to take a digital technology and apply it to their customer problem. So I think that's the first part. So by coming up with a digital product, you really are creating something that's consumable or usable without human intervention so that that's kind of the first part and then the other part I think is really around those four those three silos of marketing sales and support um, so within that like there's so many little things that can be automated but I think you you just want to kind of hive those each of those four areas off and look at your business and kind of come up with a game plan and then have faith that there's either someone out there's come up with a solution that you can use as a platform or a tool to do it. And you just got to be able to define what you need and find it. Or, you know, you could always build stuff, right? Like you can realistically build apps or you can realistically build software as a service or internal apps today. Like there's ways to do it.
0: Right. So if you do have a service and maybe you can give us some examples of a product or service that you can actually, you know, automate the delivery of
1: that. Oh man. So many. I know. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think, you know, if I go um, on a big scale, like a great example is always Uber. And I use that in the book, and there's some pretty, you know, detailed commentary on that. But think of Uber, how if you really break it down, and I, I think there's actually one part of the book where I break down all the innovations that they automated, they automated everything from payments. To the process of hailing and finding a cab, and tracking a cab, and rating your driver, and there's all these little things that before were either manual or non-existent. And inside of just because it's an app, they were able to create not just you know an, a, an app on your iPhone, but a, really a platform where they could organize resources that previously were you know not drivers or had no common platform to organize them. So I think. Inside of that example of Uber, there's so many little examples. If we're looking at our businesses, I think, um, you know, the approach that we take is we say, look, as an entrepreneur, what in your business annoys you? Oh, that's great. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Every 90 days we can say, look, take a look at your business. What's kind of like your your sticking point? What's annoying you as an entrepreneur? And those things on that list are a candidate to either be automated or eliminated. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we say make another list uh, and that list is what's repetitive but needs to get done, but maybe it's not like high value to you or inspiring to you. So that's another list where you say, hey, these have got to be automated. There's got to be some digital thing that I can use to automate this. Yeah. And I think what that does is that frees you up for another list, which is what's the stuff that inspires you that you want to do every day that's really high value and game changing? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. You know, it's like, get this other stuff dealt with so that you as an entrepreneur can get value out of people you do hire, have on your team and yourself.
0: And all of that is, you know, you is, is where you can attribute your, your growth to. So I think that's like a perfect lead in, into how you can scale and grow your business with automation. Because like you said, you want to be doing the things that are actually, you know, money producing activities, whereas those little mundane things or the things that bore you tend to be not those things. You know, they kind of maintain, but they're not really helping you to grow if you're the one doing them.
1: Yeah. And I think that's um it's more when you're inspired than you're, you know, the people that work with you are gonna be inspired. And the way to do that is don't get stuck in the muck, you know, like yeah deal with that stuff. You had a really good example where it's like, you know, even just think of the think of the process today of booking an appointment with someone before it was like really manual where it's like, Hey, are you available here? Or are you available here? And then we got into sending out meeting requests, but now it's like, I can publish my calendar and let you figure out what works for you. Yeah. Just, and there's a lot of tools around just that one thing that are really effective. And yep. that's such a simple thing, but it seems insane now that we wouldn't use something like that just to schedule our time even.
0: Well, and it's, it's that less, it's always that one less step that somebody has to take. So if it is a service business and you're trying to get a, you know, do a sales call with somebody to go back and forth on email, you know, what time are you available? No, I'm not available at that time. What about this time? Well, can we try, you know, and you're going back and forth and back and forth. Whereas <laughs> if you just send a link, like, here's my calendar, find what works. People are like, Oh cool. That was so easy. And it's, it's eliminating so much back and forth.
1: Yeah, it's. A, I think that's a great simple example that really could impact everyone's day. You know, if you're looking for little things. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. One
0: Sorry. big question that I've had because I've heard, um, I've actually heard varying opinions on this in terms of using digital automation and introducing new technologies. Companies can get really comfortable with their with their process, and there's that whole "if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it." I mean, if, sorry, don't, yeah, Yeah. don't introduce something if everyone's like super excited of, you know, this is the CRM we're using, or this is the, um, whatever, uh, merchant account, or, or this is how we're doing our invoicing. And and they're super happy with it. And their fear is that you go and introduce something new and it's just going to all blow up and everyone's going to be unhappy because there's this big learning
1: curve. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, so I think, and the more people you have involved in your business, that's always a greater risk because of adoption, right? Right. Right. Um, so I, I think that the approach that I'm kind of evangelizing and automate and grow is to look at your business, start with your customer problem, and realize that we're on the cusp of the next ten years are going to blow away the last ten years. And if you think what's happened in, you know, the past ten years, the iPhone is ten years old. Yeah. So all stuff around the iPhone has impacted everything. But what's coming next is really crazy. So if you think you're going to continue to sell your customer, first of all, the same solution and way that you sell them and the way that you service them that you are today in 10 years, like, I think we're probably kidding ourselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it's yeah, so true. It's just not going to happen because you've got really these transformational digital technologies that are impacting everything. They're all... There's six of them that are at a real tipping point. Um, and an example of that as robotics. Another example that is AI. Computers and networks are still like affecting everything. So this whole digital revolution. Um, you know, those alone, as an examples on that list, are going to change what your customer is buying to solve their problem. So that's the first part. And then the second is you. We've just talked about a couple of examples of how people expect to buy. So do I want to talk to a person? I mean, first of all, do I want to like consume my own content? They say like, what, 85 or 80% of decisions today, whether it's in a business or by an individual are made, it's kind of self-research, right? So they're going there and they're going on your website and they're going on search engines and they're finding answers themselves. So that's just, that's not going to stop. That's just going to go further. So we have to push that out. And automate the process of education on the marketing side, right? Right. And then even sales, like, do I really want to talk to a salesperson to buy? And that's a question that you ask, that I kind of ask in the book, which is, is your model direct? Is it e-commerce or is it a hybrid? And I think these are all things we got to like ask ourselves, mm-hmm. not get stuck in what we've done in the past, because if it's sort of working now, it's definitely not going to work in five, 10 years. I think we're just going to see more rapid acceleration of alternatives to our product and how those products are sold and serviced. So we want to be on the cusp of that new demand curve, right? We don't want to be stuck on the old one and drive it and, you know, our business into the ground. Yeah. And, um, it's like crazy. Like there, how many industries are gone but replaced by something else,
0: yeah, yeah, well, let's talk about let's talk about automating a sales process and and the conversations that you can have with people that are automated, yet it still feels like somebody's actually personally reaching out to them, um, because you know sometimes you've probably seen it, I've seen it where there's automation happening, and you know it, and you know that this is just something that's not very personal, and somebody just kind of <laughs> said something up and you're like. Hmm, I'm totally talking to a robot right now.
1: Talking to a robot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How are ways that we can do that? Whether, you know, I, I mean, there's chat bots, there's obviously your automated emails, there's different, you know, going through the sales funnel. How do we personalize it?
1: So I, I think the, what um, the first thing we have to do is we have to be empathetic to the customer in the sense that we've got to think what is the process they're going through. And I think we think we try to break it down into four stages. And, you know, the first stage is where uh, what, when the customer recognizes there's a problem, what information are they looking for? What are the terms they're searching for and what, what are the responses they're going to get back? So we want to think in terms of what content and capabilities can we put on our website or our social platforms? Um, you know, so what does that conversation look like if I'm interacting with someone at that point? And then the second is where they realize there's a solution, they're looking for solutions. So same thing you know you go through and you think of what are the questions they're asking and what would be my answers to that and then how do I provide them a conversation you know like what does that conversation look like and what information do they want right and I think the next solution is the next stage is where they're they realize there's solutions and they're looking at alternatives right so they're looking at who would provide a solution and what are the what are the specifics of the solution and then the final part is when they're choosing. So I think if we break it down into those four kind of silos and then talk about what are the frequently asked questions what does the conversation look like like what are the questions and the answers and then what's what's the content and platforms that those conversations are happening so that's kind of the process where you're breaking down your sales process yeah you know like and then you can think about how to apply technology then it's like hey is this um, is this conversation happening in a chatbot I mean, I think chatbots are really revolutionary and people are just kind of learning about them. Yeah. How many times now do you see someone where, in a really slick way there? There's a Facebook ad. I see something I want. I click it. It pops up in my chatbot or my chat window and I say, Yeah, I want this. And then it's like, it seems like I'm talking to a person. Like, I kind of know it's not. Right. But the, the better ones are the people who have thought through that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, what would a human conversation be like? And they've done a good job of, you know, kind of creating the questions and the answers to it. And that's kind of, I think what you got to go through, you got to think in terms of the conversation first before you apply technology. Yeah. And then you can go, Hey, like, is this, um, is this like, you know, kind of a breadcrumbed video trailer, or is this like an email sequence that I'm sending out? Like, so then you can think about how do I automate it in the terms of, this is the technology I'm going to apply. This is where I'm going to engage them on this platform. And these are the the kind of the copywriting parts of it that make it work.
0: Right. So the one, I mean, the one positive I see is, is the fact that you can respond to somebody so quickly, like you were saying that the little chat window pops up or they even have the chat bots. You know, if you are looking at a Facebook ad, it actually just messages you within your Facebook messenger. Yeah. It's so crazy. Yeah. And it's like, you might not respond right away, but it's like, you know, the really good ones, like you said, it seems like there's an actual person there, you know, sitting behind their computer writing you going, Hey, you just looked at my ad and you're like, wait, what? How'd you know? <laughs> um, but then they'll, they can, you can keep, you know, like put that person into your sales funnel and keep, you know, marketing them or messaging them.
1: Okay. Yeah. And I, and I think that, um, you know, even just chat itself, like, Maybe that's is there it depends on the size of your business and how much time you have and what resources you have, but even just having it so that it is a conversation, but maybe it's a chat conversation. Yeah. That take a lot of the analog of a phone call out of the way. Or maybe your business wants people on the phone and think again if you go back to those four stages the customer journey is going through, and you think of at what point do I want them on the phone? And right. You want you know, because you're you're always thinking in terms of in, I'm giving them information, I'm getting them to make another choice, to, like take an action. And then what do I want to give them next or do next to get them from the stages of the, my sales process, right? right. this process you break down as like, really depends on, you know, if you're an individual, you know, if you're selling to individuals, it's going to be different than if you're selling to businesses, right? But it's like, how complex is the product? complex is the decision process and then you create like a process that goes through that. So it's like, um, it might be as simple as qualified, um, quoted, you know, presentations, um, negotiation. Like you got to think in terms of what is the what's the stage on your side that you're going through that you're applying to that customer journey. Right. And then all the technology stuff kind of falls into place, right? Like it's like I'm giving them information that they would want and, to get to the next stage so i'm kind of nudging them through my sales process.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you talk about two groups of people um that businesses should always be communicating with and how they can do that. I'm so curious. <laughs> who are these who are these people?
1: <laughs> me me too actually. <laughs> So I I think, you know, the one group are people that kind of meet your ideal client profile, right? So you, I I think you want to be talking to people that are potential clients and then there's the people that are already your clients. So I I think we're talking about the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Um, So the idea is like, how am I having conversations with, you know, people that meet my ideal client profile and you know what do those conversations look like and then the it's like once you've acquired a customer that's where this kind of idea of customer success versus customer service applies you know where you're proactively making sure that all right well i've already got you i've sold you but are you going to stick around mm-hmm. um are you happy with what's going on or do you have new ideas that i can use so i think it's just a different conversation but those are probably the two groups like it's you know, pre and it's kind of the honeymoon part is after, but you know you want to make sure that you're engaged, <laughs> right? Because that wears off real quick, right? So now it's like, oh, we're living day to day together. Like, how's this working for you? Do you know about these resources I provide to get you onboarded? Are you, have you thought about these things? What problems are you having, and how can I fix them? So I think those are really the two groups, and that's where it it kind of takes you through. Yes, I'm going to market to you and attract you. Yes, I'm going to sell you, and then once I have you. Part of my, you know, my my ecosystem, then how am I helping you out so that you're successful?
0: Yes, yeah. and that's so important because a lot of people will will forget that that it's a whole experience after that, and you don't want to place all the importance on just landing the deal or closing the sale or whatever that is. It's because that one person has the ability to bring you so many more customers and clients, and to be a repeat you know, life, lifelong customer themselves. And, you know, there's that whole make it transformational, not transactional.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think, I think too, like software as a service is a really good example of, you know, here's a digital model where instead of just licensing you software and dropping your lab, I have an incentive to keep you on board because I'm getting a little bit of money from you every month. Yeah. Platform. So I think that really changed our thinking about, you know, hey, it's worth it to keep these people on board because it costs me so much to get them on. I probably have a number of months that it takes to break even on them. And so just from a pure selfish point of view, you want to be profitable. But then the second part to your point is since everything's so social and social referral is so big where, hey, if they're happy, they're going to tell other people, especially if you ask them to tell other people. Right. If it's unhappy, they're really going to tell people. (laughs) like, like goes out the window. So, um, it, there's definitely an incentive to kind of think about, well, how do I automate it? Cause obviously it can be really, you know, high touch can be really expensive. Yeah. Uh, But too, like, how can I make it awesome? Like, how can I make that post experience really great?
0: Yeah. You know, and this reminds me too, you know, I think it was Bill Gates who says, I don't remember the exact quote, but that your, your worst customer can, you know, totally t- transform your business um, or your, you know, bad experience with the client because you're gonna learn so much from them and what went what went wrong. Yeah. And I think it's so important to listen to those people that, you know, whatever it is that they are unhappy with, is that an opportunity for you to fix something in your in your process of automation, you know, or whatever it is that you're you're using technology for, whatever in your process is automated or maybe not automated, <laughs> what can you do to make that part? better.
1: yeah, And I think that goes to like, you know, how do you create as part of, okay, great. I can give you resources, but how do I create a feedback process? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's another, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of really great automation tools out there for reviews and feedback and for people being able, you know, making it easy for them to share their experience with you.
1: Yeah. I think, and I think even just social itself, like, listening to social and providing or you know customer portals with customer forums like self-service customer support is a really interesting area right now like on its own where it's like hey if I give my customer a portal and I let them interact with each other and oh I put a frequently asked question thing where they can post questions and answers to each other and maybe we have the official response like that's kind of an interesting area where you can find a platform that does all that stuff like I don't have to go out and build that technology. Yeah. But then I can just, you know, focus on priming those conversations and keeping people engaged that way. And it it doesn't really cost me any more time once I have it up, right? Like it's not it's not costing me 100 people to sit there and answer questions. I can let customers support themselves. So it's kind of an interesting idea, you know. Like there's a lot of really interesting technology, but it's also concepts of how you would deliver that. Like it's kind of neat. You don't have to be big to do it either. That's kind of the cool part.
0: Right. So what's like the process when you've worked with somebody and helping them to automate their business and to, you know, for the purpose of growing and and scaling, what are like, what's that process look like? Is it that, you know, making the list, what are the things that annoy you? Do you have like a whole kind of thing that they go through?
1: Yeah. So part of my motivation at writing the book was really to formalize that. Okay. I, I think the one thing I've always been able to do is kind of break down complex technology into simple terms that non-techie people can get. And then because, I, I, you know, I hear this all the time um, for business leaders like, hey, I'm not a techie. I can't do this. And I, and I think what I'm trying to say is, no, you don't have to be a technology person. You need to be a leader and just have these conversations internally and then get, you know, build a team. So what Automating Growth Grow does is it kind of gives anyone a blueprint regardless if they're you know, big or small, where they, they go through and they create their own automate and grow strategy. And yeah. they come up with it with kind of four pieces. One is a product innovation plan. So we talk about you know, how to, you know, here's digital technologies to apply to your customer problem and then choose one and come up with a game plan around that. And then the other part of the process then goes to creating a traffic and conversion plan. So that's the second component of building your own automate and grow strategy. And then the third is coming up with a sales playbook. And then the final is really your customer success journey. So those four pieces together make your whole strategy. And they address, you know, kind of a couple of things like who's your customer? What problem are you solving? How are you attracting them? How are you getting them to buy? And then how are you keeping them and keeping them happy? Right. And it's, I think, um, w- what I did to really simplify that was, you know, one, write the book, but then two, I created this little 30 day challenge. Yeah. It's, um, it, and actually for your listeners, what I'll do is, um, it, it's, a basically a, you know, a 30 day, um, every day there's a video and a part of a worksheet that relate back to the book and it'll take them through asking them really the, pro- the you know, questions that'll help them get their own plan in place. And at the end of 30 days, I think realistically, you've got like at least a framework of a plan where you know where you're going and what you're doing with all this stuff. And you even have an idea of what you would do technology wise. Um, and normally that's like 97 bucks. And what I, what I was going to do for your listeners, if you're interested, is I'll I'll, um, I'll post it up so they can get it 30 days challenge for 30 bucks. That That is, that is awesome. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, what I'll do is why don't I create. A link on our site, which is automategrow.biz, and I'll just do forward slash Summer Felix. Perfect. Is that good? Yep. Um, And then we'll we'll post it up so they can get that. But I, I think that for any business, like whether you're just starting out in a startup, you're a funded startup, or you're an existing business, like if you go through that every day, it's it's little bite sized pieces. There's a video with me in it each one, and there's a workbook. It's like you know, instead of spending two grand a day on a consultant like me to come in, you can kind of walk through and ask yourself those questions and build a game plan at the end of the day. And even an idea of what you're gonna do with technology on each of those areas.
0: That is so awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll make sure we have the link to that in our, in our blog post and show notes and make sure they can link directly there. That's so cool. Thank you. Great. No problem. So you also talk about, um, transformational products and the Mm -hmm. seven kinds what are those?
1: So, um, uh, I don't know if you know who Peter Diamandis is. He's, He's a
0: great friend of, of my business partner and I. Yes. Oh, you're we, we love Peter. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you actually know Peter? We know Peter. Yeah. Oh, oh we'll have to talk about that. So yes. I, I reference, um, you know, a couple of things that Peter, Peter is obviously the founder of the XPRIZE, but also Singularity University. Yep. And, and Peter talks about six exponential technologies and uh, you know those are computers and networks, uh, synthetic biology, digital medicine, three D printing, um, AI. So you know artificial intelligence, and then robotics. Right. And, and I, I really believe and the reason he says those six is because those are all on a tipping point where over the next ten years they're at the bottom of their exponential curve. So these are technologies going to affect. Every single business, right exactly <laughs> Every consumer you know and so I think your number one job is to take those six technologies and apply one of them to your customer problem. I'm adding a seventh and I, I really believe that blockchain and you know everyone's talking about Bitcoin right now, but the technology behind Bitcoin, which is blockchain is going to impact more than just money like oh yeah like the crypto part is the cryptocurrency part is obviously not going away. Like that's going to grow, and that's the future. But even beyond just the currency part, blockchain is a way to formalize agreements. So where we're used to doing all these contracts and in paper, blockchain is going to be a way to keep track of the entitlements and the allotments for con- for agreements between you and any business or any person. Right? right. That's going to change everything, I think. Oh There's yeah, so many, you know. So those are kind of the seven. And and I think, again, your job right now is to figure out which one of these would change the game in my industry. How do I create my own little uh, monopoly where I, I have a unique solution to my customer problem and gets them on a different demand curve? And that, that's really, I think, the number one job of every entrepreneur right now. It can be a little daunting, but I think we break it down in a simple enough way that you know, if you go through the book and even the 30 day challenge, like you'll have an idea of, Hey, this is actually doable, you know?
0: Right. Another thing, um, with Peter's, you know, is probably his six D's, the dematerialization demonetization, all of those are really like, if you can look at all of those within your business and see how can I, you know, dematerialize such and such. And that's just, you know, thinking about, um, you know, the boombox that then went to a CD that then went to MP3, you know, or the the reason Blockbuster went out of business, you know, those
1: type, those type of things. you sure you haven't read the book? Your book? Yeah.
0: No, I know. I'm like, wait a minute. I know I'm going to love it though. You're totally speaking my language. <laughs> it's everything I love. So I'm, I'm excited.
1: <laughs> you're hitting on, so these are all funny enough. There's a lot of examples in the book where Um, You know, there's the one chapter is don't be afraid of the future and kind of talk about all the fears that a business would have and that would prevent them from addressing, you know, dealing with this reality. Right. Right. The chapter after that is called Dancing with Robots. And it says, okay, look, this is an opportunity. Look at all the people that took their business and didn't transform it. And Blockbuster is one of the examples. Kodak is another. There's a whole bunch of them in there. Yeah. And then there's examples of businesses that were actually, funny enough, doing something else and changed what they were doing and how it just changed their business, right? Right. Um, and some of them you might be surprised at, you know, that's like, oh, wow, they were doing that before. I don't even remember them doing that before, but they, you know, completely. Change the demand curve. So it, it's funny you're hitting on examples anyway. I'm like, I don't know. She might have read the book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I love it, and I know I know I'm gonna love your book. Um, where can we Where can we send our listeners to get information? More information on you, on the book, on your company. Sure. Give me all, uh, Give me all the details.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, so the the book itself is available on Amazon. It's Automate and Grow. Uh, you can go to Automate Grow dot biz. And, um, if you, if you go there and you decide you want to get the book, you click purchase, there's a little pop-up and if you drop your name and email in there, um, it'll then forward you to the Amazon. But the benefit of that is you'll get three bonuses. Uh, the one bonus is you'll get six months of honcho CRM, which is kind of like an early s- kind of small, uh, company CRM product that uh, I'm a part of. And you'll get six months of that for free. Uh, you'll get the workbook and then, um, you'll actually get a Skype call with me if you want. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah. So there's a, so for anyone that wants to grab the book, it's like 1299, uh, us on Amazon. But if you go through the website, automate drop your name and email and you'll get those bonuses. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's, and, uh, and
0: everything that you're talking about, we'll have, we'll have links to.
1: Yeah. We'll put it all in the show notes, I guess. Right. Yes, Definitely. And then I'll also put up, um, so on there, you'll see a link to the challenge, but I'm going to create a specific page for your, um, uh, podcast listeners where they can get the 30 day challenge for 30 bucks.
0: So cool. Great. I love it. Thank you so much. This is like, awesome. Like this stuff totally excites me. <laughs> I'm excited to get your book.
1: <laughs> hey, great. Well, we'll have to get you one out. We'll send you out one.
0: Oh, Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Michael. This is fabulous. I think there's so much valuable information that our our listeners get to take and it's definitely going to like fire off some, some really cool ideas for their businesses. Sometimes it's just like one thing that you say that they're like, Oh my gosh, this thing that's so annoying every day. I could totally eliminate that and not even have to deal with it by just one, you know, piece of technology or automation
1: tool. Yeah. And I think this becomes cultural, right? Even whether if you're a solopreneur, it's easier, but, um, you know, even if you have a group, like you make it cultural, so people are thinking those same terms, like, man, now you got real power behind you. Can right. Exactly. We all make this and the answer is yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs>
1: I'm really excited. to Appreciate you having me on summer.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com. On Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. You're home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests. <sighs>